This is a Founding Media podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Great Society, a podcast about people who are working to elevate the voices of others. I'm your host, Constance Dykusen. My guest today is Steve Wanta, co-founder and CEO of Just. Just invests in female entrepreneurs to create more resilient communities, starting in Texas. We chatted about entrepreneurship, lending, and how a dead plant motivated his nonprofit career. Here's my conversation with Steve. Welcome, Steve. Thank you very much, Constance. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Um, so I wanted to kind of just go back to the beginning with you. Can you talk to us about your first kind of nonprofit experience or job that you had or social impact experience? Sure. It would start all with a dead plant. Okay. <laughs> so I worked uh, like many people out of college with a corporate job and mm-hmm. realized very quickly that I did not want to die inside a cubicle. Okay. <laughs> so... It all came to a head when my boss's boss came to my desk and she'd asked me about some sort of TPS report <laughs> in honor of uh, office space. Mm-hmm. Um, really, she just said, hey, you've got to do something. And I'm as a millennial before millennials were cool. Uh, so as I was disgruntled, I said, you know, whatever I said, and as she's walking away, she said, oh, Steve, that plant on your desk is dead. You should probably get rid of it. And my involuntary response at the moment was, well, actually, it reminds me every day I walk in here, just a little piece of me dies. So, Did uh, she fire she, you? No, she, I mean, I, I, I thought I was funny. She thought I was not very funny. But <laughs> it was all in good good humor. And, and the reality was I, it was partly true. So from there, I started to take steps to figure out what should be next for me. And I ended up joining the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. And I was sent to Guatemala, where, ironically, I was charged with working with rural farmers mm-hmm. to help them improve. Did the, you know a lot about rural well, farming? I knew how to kill plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I ended up um, really, as most Peace Corps volunteers will tell you, I learned far more than I taught. Right. And then when I got out of the Peace Corps in 2005, uh, I was fortunate to be at the right place, right time. And Whole Foods had just started a foundation, Whole Planet Foundation, uh, that was supporting microcredit around the world. And they hired me. So that was the beginning of the rest of my life. What were some of the lessons that you took away from your time at Whole Planet Foundation? That's kind of when I met you and I know that you were traveling a lot, meeting entrepreneurs, but what did you learn from that time? I learned a really foundational for me was the potential of business Mm -hmm. to create good in the world. You know, I was exposed to this idea of conscious capitalism, which it really informs everything that I do today, whether it's uh, with the organization Just or uh, how I hope society evolves. It's really from that lens that we have to create value. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably the biggest thing. It doesn't matter whether you're a for-profit or a non-profit, it's about creating value. We've got to figure out who can pay for that value. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what you know I think about a lot. Yeah, so I, I think of you more kind of as an entrepreneur, but you're in the non-profit space. Um, what is it, why is it that we need nonprofits to stimulate entrepreneurship? Yeah. And I think words have a lot of potential subtext and entrepreneur, especially in Austin, oftentimes means tech and Mm -hmm. take risks where in reality, there's so many 
people in the, around the world that are forced to figure out how to make ends meet mm-hmm. and they've got to go sell things or make stuff. Uh, so for us, what I think in the nonprofit space, if we can think about the value we create, because mm-hmm. we create a ton of it, right. uh, and then being creative to figure out how we get people to pay for it. For so long in the nonprofit world, we've thought about fundraising as this, this is way we uh, are able to do our work. There is more and more of a interest in figuring out new creative solutions mm-hmm. to allowing us to have more control over the work that we do. Uh, at the end of the day, we got to have staff, we have to have uh, resources to do the great work that many nonprofits do do. Um, so tell me about Just. Um, what got you? What got you to start something like that? What got you to start something? Stupidity. Especially, <laughs> well, um, why are you focused specifically on like undercapitalized and underemployed women? Like, why is that something yeah. that you chose to focus on? Well, what I saw. So Whole Planet um, is the basis for everything that I do today. Uh, it showed really clearly the potential of the world's poorest to create a new future for themselves when given access to the right resources. Mm -hmm. I was also responsible for overseeing the work we funded in the United States. And I continued to be amazed at the fact that there were not more organizations that were serving those excluded from the financial system in the United States. Mm -hmm. And what is really clear uh, more and more through research and data is that our financial system does not work for low-income communities, especially entrepreneurs. So if you want to borrow money, which is one of the essential resources for starting a business or growing a business, you have to have a good credit score, you have to have collateral, uh, you have to have a certain amount of time in business. And around the world, we really clearly know the poorest aren't able to guarantee a loan with the assets they do not have. So... I saw that over and over again as I traveled around the United States from Detroit to New Orleans that there is a need for a new system. So we, uh, the other two gentlemen that I co-founded Just With, we wanted to see if we could do something about that, coming up with a new solution that pulled from all of the great lessons from around the world, infused with uh, some technology that was really simple, designed around serving the most excluded first, uh, and then seeing where we go from there. So Mm -hmm. that was the genesis of why we wanted to start Just. Um, And so is entrepreneurship, are you looking for existing entrepreneurs or is that something you're trying to teach people? Like, do you think an entrepreneur is born or, or taught? I think we all get up in the morning and figure out how to get through the day. <laughs> and um, to some extent, you know, entrepreneurship in my mind is creating stuff that didn't exist. So whether you sell stuff that you bought or you're making food, that stuff didn't exist. That sale didn't exist until you came into the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's something really, really special about entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So for us at Just, we exclusively focus on female entrepreneurs, uh, to create more resilient communities. And for us, that what that means is that they're making more money, they're saving more alongside more social capital because everything we do is in supportive community. Uh, so they show up as people wanting to create a new future. Then we 
uh, organize, they organize themselves in groups to say that together we can be stronger. And then that allows us just to invest small amounts of money. The first loan we make is a maximum of $750. That's not a lot. No, it, yeah. it's not. And it's really far less about the money mm -hmm. and it's more about the trust. Yeah. So we don't ask for collateral. We don't ask for credit scores. We simply say, we believe you are capable of a better future. Mm -hmm. which means we don't look at their past because if you're poor, um, you know, the last thing I want you to do is measure my worth based on where I, where I came from. Right. And or who your parents were. Yeah. And any of that. Yeah. The, there's very clear, there's a racial wealth inequality in mm -hmm. the United States that more and more research is showing how just dramatic the difference is in assets. And that, that means we have to do something different than measuring people's wealth to unlock money for them mm -hmm. to invest in a business. Um, so you mentioned trust. I feel like one of the ways that you do that has got to be your meetings. I was fortunate enough to be able to go to one and it was really, really great. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you run the meetings and why you chose to run them that way? Right. So for 10 years, I traveled the world and got to see some of the best um, around the globe making small loans mm -hmm. in groups. To some extent, there's a peer pressure component there. And I felt like, man, wouldn't it be so awesome if we could reimagine this group setting for support? Mm -hmm. So many of uh, the things that you saw came out of pulling pieces from other organizations. Mm -hmm. So I went to Weight Watchers mm -hmm. for a month mm -hmm. to see how people showed up to support one another in creating new habits. And in this case, it happened to be around food. That's awesome. Uh, so I, I learned, man, people want to feel less alone. Mm. They want to learn from other people. Uh, so for us, that was has been a central part of these group meetings. And the thing that we do is try and create a safe space so people can feel less stress and more joy. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we do at the start of every meeting is we stand up, mm -hmm. And we breathe together three times. That was my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Yeah. You should have done it before the start of this podcast. That would have been good. I might start doing that. Okay. Uh, silence. I know it's, you can't have silence on a radio program. but um, So the second piece is we want to have a, a, a consistent grounding moment. So mm -hmm. we pass around a little tiny ball and share one word with how we're feeling. Uh, and then that leads into a conversation. So what we've done is been able to, from a, just sort of a practical experience, we remove the transaction of repaying a loan in those meetings, which historically mm -hmm. that's where the, yeah. the, the reason for meeting oftentimes was about repayment of money. Mm -hmm. So we thought if we pulled the money out of those groups that we would be able to make it more about support, yeah. which we're really excited uh, to see the, that, be coming true. Yeah. And it seems like that's working because you guys have lent over a million dollars. No, like almost two and a half million. Oh, well, you need to update your website. I'm sorry. Um, but you do you need still help have... <laughs> to do all things social media, all things communication. Okay. So you're looking for that? Uh, yeah, totally. Okay. And yeah. Um, with over $2 million lent, do you still have a 99% mm -hmm. repayment rate? Yeah. So we made 1,500 loans in Central Texas mm -hmm. to women without a credit score. Uh, and we've been repaid 99 point plus percent of the time. So in total, we'll have, there's like 10 women that have not repaid us. And there's, there's a story yeah. behind each one of those 10. Yeah. But that's amazing. Like, how do you, what do you attribute that to? The breathing, the meetings? Like why? Because that seems much better than industry standard, Shockingly, right? Shockingly, 
money matters. So what we know is that if someone is investing in a small business, whether Mm -hmm. it's cleaning houses or making food, uh, capital is important. Mm -hmm. They can buy things in bulk. They can reduce their costs. They can sell stuff that before they might not have been able to, thus making more money. Now, for us, what we know is if we can create a little bit of structure, a little bit of organization around their business Mm -hmm. and their money, they may also be able to spend less or spend in a way that makes more sense for them, thus saving more money. So if we're really focused on the outcome, Mm -hmm. not the transaction, we see um, great, really exciting results from our clients. Um, Can you introduce me to some of your clients or their businesses? Like, what are they into? What are they? Yeah, there's some really inspiring stories uh, on our website was part of the communication piece. We really want to be telling great stories Mm -hmm. as part of the bigger vision of uh, being a part of changing the narrative Mm -hmm. around the potential of low-income communities to change, be their own change agents when given access to the right resources. So one of those stories I'll share, uh, Letty, she cleans houses. When she came to Just, she was cleaning around six to eight houses a week. Uh, entered our program. She was invited by one of our leaders that we call Jettas, Mm -hmm. Just Entrepreneur Trust Agents. Mm -hmm. So she started to feel support. She borrowed money, $750 to buy a better vacuum cleaner. Um, She started to see uh, the intention around growing her business through goal setting that we do monthly as an important part of direction. So Flash forward 18 months, Letty decided to be her own leader. So she entered our eight-week leadership training program where we have some additional experiences that help people see their their money and their life a little differently. And then from there, through that process, along the way, she continued to borrow money, invest in new parts of her business. Today, 18 months later, she has four employees. They clean 40 houses a week. Wow, that's amazing. Um, But what's most important, at the beginning, before entering Just, her internal narrative was, I do not know how to save. She's a grandmother. She's um, now looking after a grandchild. The month of November last year, she saved $4,000. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And what, what are those savings allowing people to do? Is it just the fact that they have them now and that they're more, or are they... Using working towards any specific goals in the program, or it all varies, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what I think is so important to realize is that there's some universal aspects to the work we do, and there's also an importance to see people as individuals. So uh, we don't tell them what their goal should be. We don't shame them into saving for this or for that. We definitely don't think we should prescribe what their life looks like. So. We see people saving for vacation. We see people saving for emergency savings fund. Uh, one of the things that we fundamentally try to do is get people, inspire people to see themselves in the future. And if they can do that, then they can start to make decisions on now that are better for that future that they want to wanna mm-hmm. envision, that they've envisioned. Um, So part of the, I would imagine that part of what you're doing is kind of trying to prove a concept that people are, you know, anybody deserves to be lent to, right? Like if they have this desire, if they have this support, Mm -hmm. what can be done? Or is this something that Justice is trying to do to kind of prove to institutions and to kind of like the wider financial system that these are people worth investing in? Absolutely. 
so part of proving uh, that low-income communities are capable is showing this work at scale. Mm -hmm. So we're actually in the process of expanding our work in Central Texas to North Texas to, to Dallas because we believe it's imperative to prove that thousands and thousands of deserving people are capable of borrowing money, repaying that, but more importantly, growing businesses, uh, saving money, creating a better future for themselves and their family. Mm -hmm. What advice would you have? I feel like you're you're really, really good when you speak to entrepreneurs um, about people who want to get involved or people who want to help build capacity in other people. Um, what advice would you have for them? So do you know who Professor Dumpster is? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jeff Wilson, we, on our previous podcast that I used to have mm -hmm. that is defunct because uh, I don't want to pay the $5 a month. Um, it is, he asked him a question, like, what's your advice? And mm -hmm. he said, I don't take anyone's advice. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm really careful mm -hmm. to give advice. What I do believe is sharing experiences. Um, so from my experience with Just, what we start with is believing everyone is fundamentally capable. Mm -hmm. And it's a journey to test and to learn, to experiment. One of our clients, um, Yvonne, she started part-time job buying and selling jewelry and selling perfume. Flash forward to 2019, we that first loan, $750, she just borrowed $10,000. Wow. And her business went from informal to formal. Uh, now she has a enterprise that wholesales product, and she is selling at uh, not farmers markets, but really sort of festivals mm -hmm. around Central Texas. Uh, no one would have seen her as credit worthy two years ago, um, and I could never have guided her, or taught her how to create that business. Yeah. So you're just kind of being a bridge for people into the like more formal financial systems. Possibly. Yeah. You know, we're, we see ourselves far more as a community organizer or family mm -hmm. than we do as a lender. And we also continue to come back to this truth that money matters. Mm -hmm. So we've accepted the responsibility to be good lenders. We have one rule. We have to get repaid. Mm -hmm. So people, when, when clients stumble, it's really awesome to see communities show up and do raffles or do a f um, selling food for for their friends who may be in a tough spot. Yeah. What's next for Just? What do you have? World domination. World obviously. domination. That's uh, good. Taking uh, over the banks. No, 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 no. Not taking over the banks. We like <laughs> the banks very much. They're very yeah. kind. Mm -hmm. uh, for us, we are. We have a clear three-year plan. Mm -hmm. It involves expanding to Dallas, making some strategic investments. Um, telling the story more here locally in Austin. So you came out to our first uh, Just Fest, mm -hmm. the inaugural. So many tamales. Right? So many tamales. Right? There was yeah. a tamale competition. Founding Austin, I believe, is going to be a sponsor of tamale competition uh, 2019, mm -hmm. uh, along with Richard's Rainwater, along Center. Who else is going to sponsor this? Uh, <laughs> So a, it was awesome. It was it was great to see a marriage of communities, um, and that's going to be a big part of us demonstrating that regardless where you come from, we're far more alike than we are different. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that is through experience. And the best way to do experience is through tamales, <laughs> of course. Um, so my last question is one that I ask everybody. 
Um, but for you, I want to take you back to that time. Like you're sitting in your cubicle, you have a dead plant, you kind of, you, you sought out to go and kind of take on the world in a different way. Um, my question to everybody is always, how do you define success for yourself? And so to you, how do you define success for yourself? And then how do you, how do you think about that kid in the cubicle <laughs> working with that dead plant? Like, do you feel like you've set out, um, you've accomplished what you set out to through your journey here? So good friend of mine who's an entrepreneur, he and I were having lunch. Uh, he, some really cool thing happened and you know, I congratulated him and he kind of looked at me sort of almost sheepishly and he's like, you know, do you feel this when something good happens? You don't feel that excited because it means more work. <laughs> and um, so success to me will be um, a daily practice. Um, I think once you, you know this, you've traveled to some of the hardest, you've been doing some of the hardest work in the world with trafficking in Thailand. I mean, there are some really tough things. Um, so unfortunately, the, uh, those of us that have taken the red pill or the blue pill or whatever you call it, uh, you know, that have decided- The great society. The great, mm -hmm. the great society. Yeah. You don't, you, there's not like an end. Um, I think that is why our higher purpose at Just is helping people live with less stress mm -hmm. and more joy because we all feel stress. Not sh all stress is not bad. All joy is good. Mm -hmm. So if we can find more moments of joy uh, in the midst of doing work that we love and be smart about the right stress, yeah. that to me is like a really exciting day. And my for me, success will be helping other people reach their potential. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of that work. I, I love that idea of seeking the joy or just like identifying the joy in your time and, and not the stress. That's great. And I mean, who would have thought that like, a, you know, a loan program would be, would you know, that that would yeah. be so essential to what the work you're doing and to your high repayment rates and to success for your entrepreneurs. So thank you for the work you do. No, thank you my for sharing pleasure. with us. Today. Thank you for the support. Yeah, of course. Peace, love, and happiness. Yeah, it's been really great. I think John Paul really connects as an entrepreneur to your community. So thanks very much. Yeah, thank you. Um, and thank you to the Long Center. Thank you for hosting us today with this beautiful view. And thanks for Richard's Rainwater. Thanks so much to my guest, Steve Wanta. To follow Steve and his work with Just, go to hellojust.com. We'll put a link in the show notes. The Great Society team includes me, Constance Dykusen, producer Mariah Gossett, and audio engineer Jake Wallace. Thank you to everyone at Founding Media for your support. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode, or maybe leave us a review on iTunes to help other folks find the show. Thanks for listening.